Jason. Welcome back to the Leading is Serving podcast. Hey, Chris. How you doing? Good, sir. How are you? I am doing pretty good today. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. We have been seriously integrating the whole Peace Index thing. How are, how are you doing with it, the integrating it in your life? Oh, slowly, because I am not a fan of self-discipline. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's that. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, we lean into the five voices. I'm a creative, and yeah. creatives don't like structure and discipline. Right. But maintaining peace kind of requires <coughs> that it does. at some level. And so I am, I'm working through that. That's I'm great. There. I'm getting there. But you know, I would say I'm, I'm, I'm probably doing better today than I've been in the last couple of weeks. That's so, awesome. Yeah. So yeah. you've already recognized that about yourself. Well, yeah, morning. I was ready to get up out of bed and move this morning. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And it's a Monday. And it's a, it is a Monday. We are recording yeah. this on a Monday, even though we're going to drop it. Someday. On, on, yeah. Yeah. Sometime this someday year. Someday soon. <laughs> <laughs> How about uh, you, man? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I'm actually, like you said, it's a, it's a good Monday. There's things going on and we are moving right along and my index is high today, so good, I'm, good. I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good about that all. Right, and I like you. I am uh, I struggle with um, what's the word I'm looking for? Some uh, disciplines in my life, but you know what? I'm really just sold on this peace index stuff, yeah. man. I mean, yeah. Jeremy's just he's uh, yeah, it's just good. Yeah. So tell you what, the let's drop this on November sixteenth. Okay. Okay. Sounds so if good. you're listening to this today, that means the peace index or the peace summit is tomorrow. Right. Right. Yes. The seventeenth okay. Thursday. Seventeenth. So, yeah. If you have not seven to nine. Yeah. Seven to nine. Yeah. Or eight thirty nine somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just right, see right. where. We... Well, I mean that's the the current <laughs> yeah setup. Time. Yeah. Starts at seven o'clock. Dies Walk Country Club. Yep. Okay. And if you, I mean, go back a couple episodes, episode forty nine. Listen to, uh, listen to Jeremy Kubitschek, yes. and you'll get a huge overview of what the Peace Index is. We dropped and it around the October 26th time frame? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think so. And so that'll give you a framework of what we're talking about that night. Right. And how to implement understanding your peace mm-hmm. and how to move forward. Right? Yeah, because I mean, so this is basically going to land about three weeks out from the time that we start. Well, then we talk to Jeremy, but it's yeah. been... Uh, yeah, over a month for sure that we've been well, we've been implementing this for a while. But absolutely, but absolutely, seriously talking about it here on the podcast right. since about right. a month ago. So we would we would love for you to join us tomorrow night at. Uh, uh, you can go to. Uh, we'll put the link in the show notes, but for it's, sure, it's a Bitly link. B i t dot l y. You mm-hmm. know, you've seen those. Um, slash peace dash gw as in Greenwood. Yep, peace dash gw. No need to remember that. Check the show notes. That's right. That's right. <laughs> but it's short. Yeah. So um, so I got a, um, you know, since we're talking about peace and people, you know, trying to understand where they're off and how to move forward, right? Right. Um, there's an interesting news story. Yeah. You ready for this? I'm not sure. <laughs> so recently, as in uh, November 7th, okay. okay, the National Park Service... Um, sent out a notice to visitors, specifically out in the West, back where I'm from, New okay. Mexico, Colorado, yeah. Mountains, Rockies area, right? right. Um, please stop licking the psychedelic toads. What? <laughs> Are you serious? It's like a legitimate? 100% serious. 
Oh yes. my goodness. So there's a toad out there, which I don't know the difference between frogs and toads, so I might call it a frog later. I apologize to you. Um, yeah, toad for those aficionados out there. Right. Um, but there is one called the Sonoran Desert Toad, or the Colo- it's also called the Colorado River Toad. Okay. okay? Um, it's extremely poisonous. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And people are licking them? Yeah. Yeah. And it says, um, here, here's the actual wording from the agency, from the National Park Service. You ready? Yeah. As we say with most things that you come across in a national park, whether it be a banana slug, an unfamiliar mushroom, or a large toad with glowing eyes in the dead of night, please refrain from licking. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? We've gotten to this point where we have We're to tell people toads. to stop licking yeah. toads. So the, the Sonor- Sonoran Desert Toad uh, it secretes like a poison. Okay. And it, it is very toxic. So like... Um, the article says like it can cause irritation, pain, tissue damage, a lick or two can cause numbness of the mouth and throat, as well as severe life threatening effects on the heart, even just like, uh, through your skin. Yeah. Even just absorbing the toxin through your skin. So just picking up the toad, even if you don't lick it (laughs) can be life threatening. Oh my goodness. And people are risking this because the toad also secretes a substance that is a hallucinogenic. You got it. It's a psychedelic. Yes. No, I'm not kidding. But yes, it happens. That's crazy. I know. I know. I mean, there's, wow. there's news. I mean, there was a survey in the news about people who want to legalize psychedelics. Um, you know, now that marijuana has gone through most states. Right. Psychedelics right. are next, right? Right. Well, now the toad. The toad. Can you imagine going to the grocery store and be like, yeah, I'll take me a poisonous toad. Yeah, can I have a poisonous <laughs> toad? Oh, my goodness. But the uh, the Wildlife Protection Agency, <clears throat> I can't remember the official name of that one, but um, they have put out bulletins as well because, like, they're warning of population collapse, that so many people are going into the mountains or, you know, going into... And collecting toads. Collecting the toads, taking harvesting the psychedelic. Oh, my yeah. goodness. And apparently Mike Tyson is one of the big proponents of this. Are you serious? I am I am absolutely 100. Like, oh, my goodness. Not like, you know, I would, you know, I promised so much that I would lick a toad for it. But Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, um, I'm looking for it real quick, but I can't find it. Um, but Tyson, yeah, he was in a dark place, and somebody dared him to lick the toad, and he has learned that, um, you know. Wow. We'll just leave it at that. Yes. So obviously, this is, you need to check your piece index before you lick a toad. <laughs> there, there's easier ways. There is toad. There's so much better oh ways than just licking a toad. I mean, yeah, <sighs> we can know where we're at and what's off and how to f- take steps towards correcting. I mean, right? We can know these things. There's, yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness! Come to the peace summit tomorrow. Right? Please come to the peace summit. I mean, I mean, let's let's we be will honest. Not be licking toads. It's ten bucks to come to the summit. <laughs> It's a little bit riskier to lick a toad. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> oh, my goodness. My, I don't, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what's what's a way that we can know that we're off? And so um, I want to talk about one of the leadership tools that pairs really well with the Peace Index. Okay. We've talked about it before. It's called the 70-30 principle. Oh, okay. yes. Okay. Um, Cochram's Law. Steve Cochram uh, came up with this. And, um, you know, this is, this is talking about, um, you know, if we think back to our five voices... Yep. There are some that are very natural to us. We don't even have to think. We don't even have to put out energy right. to, to live in that voice. Mm-hmm. There's other voices. <laughs> it takes a lot of energy. Oh, yeah. Right? Bruce. One, um, you would call it your um, 
your conscious incompetence. I know I'm bad about it. Mm-hmm. I can learn how to do it, but I just know I'm bad about it, and it exhausts me to do it. So right. if we spend 70% of our time in that unconscious competence, okay. it's the things we don't even have to think about. We just live in that strength, right? Mm-hmm. It just flows out of us, right. okay? Um, if we live in that unconscious competence, 70% of the time, we find that we're healthier in the long run. Okay. okay. So 30% of the time, that's kind of your conscious competence, the things you learn to be good at. It's your fourth and fifth voice, maybe your third voice at times, right? Um, I know a lot of us find ourselves in roles that, um, you know, require different skills than maybe is our number one gift and talent. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right, right. That for a season, I've really, you know, say, take, take the pioneer voice, for example. Right. I have to lean into my pioneer voice. Because we have got to move the ball down the court. We've got to be further this year than we were last year. Uh It's critical. Right. But I'm a nurturer, or I'm a creative, or I'm a guardian or a connector, right? And pioneer is way down the list. Way down the list. The longer we lead in voices that are not our natural strengths, Uh the more exhausting that becomes. Okay. Okay? Which, what does that do to your peace index, you think? Uh, I think it tanks it. Right. Right. And if you're living into your strengths... Then I'm shooting through the roof. Right. It's easy math, right? Right. It makes sense. Okay. So the idea is to try and find a balance of about 70-30 in your life. Okay. Because, you know, you could get to 80-20. Right. And, man, yeah, you're really getting to live into your strengths, and you don't have to do right. as much that, you know, exhausts you. That's great. You know, if mm-hmm. you get to 90-10, yeah, you probably still you need to take the trash out still, right? Right. <laughs> you know, there's still some things you need to be doing. Um, you know, that's just part of life. Mm-hmm. And so we can't get to a point where um, other people always do the stuff we don't like. Right. 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 And For so, sure. um, you know, so we've identified that 70-30 is really kind of an ideal balance. You get lower than that where you're living into your strengths, maybe 50-50 mm-hmm. and into your, you know, the exhausting side, 50%. That's going to get old quick. Right. And you keep reversing that even further, like 30-70, man. You know, and right. so thinking through what are my natural strengths, what's energizing to me, mm-hmm. you know, like I uh, had the opportunity. You talked to me afterwards. <coughs> I got to lead a, um, a half day training for some people. Yeah, you know, for a team here in the area, and it went really well. I had a blast. Mm-hmm. I walked away going, "That was amazing." I was energized. Right. I got home. Thirty minutes later, I might have been dozing on the couch. Right. Because <laughs> physically, I mean, it took a lot. It took some energy. But out of you. I was energized. Mm-hmm. I mean, a little cat nap later, and I'm like, let's do go. it again. <laughs> right. You know? And so um, when we live into those strengths, it it leans into our peace index being higher. That's mm-hmm. us fulfilling our purpose. Right. Right. right? Totally. Um, and, uh, you know, and so understanding in that 30%, what's our learned behavior? Because mm-hmm. there are skills that I've learned along the way that I thought, oh, I enjoy this. Mm-hmm. This is cool. This is going to be, this is part of my 70, right? This is right. part of what gives me. But I learned that I really just like learning new skills. Mm-hmm. And once I kind of get the skill developed and understand how it works, I'm like, okay, I'm glad to pay somebody else to do that now. Because <laughs> in the end, it really does drain me. You know? Oh, that's interesting. I mean, you know, leaning into your world, I learned how to floor my, uh, like put wood flooring. Yeah. When we lived in Colorado, we yeah. ripped out the carpet and put in wood flooring on yeah. three levels of our home. Oh, my goodness. Um, that's a know, lot. Two, two stairwells. I mean, it was... Oh, wow you know, kitchen with the appliances and stuff like that. And so I started in the living room, which was a perfect rectangle mm-hmm. with two doorways, three doorways, right? Yeah. I was halfway done with that living room going, yeah, I'm good. 
I don't want to. Oh, I have to finish. Right? God. Dang it. And so I saved the kitchen to last. I saved the stairs to last. You know, I was just like, this. Those are, those are yeah. the hard parts. I understand how this works. I don't want to be doing this. You know? Mm-hmm. And so we have to be careful of some of those things. That totally. We can really enjoy something on the, you know, we enjoy the adrenaline and then go, oh, this isn't me. And so, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So it's a great tool to be self-aware once again. Uh, like Jeremy said, you don't. You never graduate from the school of self-awareness. Right. Right? That's, so That's a lifelong journey, and it's good. It's good. Yep. So so take a moment today and assess your 70-30. What are your days full of? Mm-hmm. Is it the energizing or is it the draining? Right. And give yourself a give yourself a you know a rating on that scale. Um, both numbers have to add up to 100, just yeah. <laughs> FYI, <laughs> if you didn't figure that out. But, um, yeah, and what steps can you take to um, – Offload some of the the draining stuff and mm-hmm. onboard some of the stuff that gives you life. Sounds good. So, That's because often I think a lot of us as leaders take the stuff we really enjoy, mm-hmm. we put it on the back burner. Yep. Because the other stuff is crying for attention. Right. And that's what drains us because Putting we never get out. to the back burner. Yep. So Putting uh, the fires out. Yep. Yeah. So true. And your learned behavior is somebody else's natural strength. Yes. Can we say that one more time? Your learned behavior, Chris. The things you don't like to do, right? The things that drain you, that you might be really good at, but man, they stink. Yep. That's somebody else's sweet spot. That is their natural strength. They love it. It energizes them. They light up when you say, "Can you please do this for me?" And you feel guilty. Right. They feel energized. That's that took me for a long, a long time to figure oh, out. Man. Like I was like, "Wait a minute, you enjoy this stuff?" Like, right? <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And that's part of the maturity of understanding the voices. Right. Is that you're a blend of all five and everybody else is a different blend of all five. And what right. energizes them doesn't energize you. And so. Right. And it's okay. Uh, yeah. Which yeah. is, this is why, why we work so well together. It's why people. surrounding yourself with a good team, a diverse team. Is amazing. Is 100% effective. Yeah. Yep. So. So there we go. There's your 70-30 poisonous frog or psychedelic frog. Right. <laughs> toad. 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 See, I knew I was going to do it. <laughs> um, yeah. Don't be licking toads. Yeah, don't be licking toads. Think about your strengths. Yep. There you go. <laughs> so well, what are we going to do today? Are we... Well, today I think we're – I'm super excited because I we're, I know we don't have an interview today. Right. We're a little, It's a little different today. Mm-hmm. Um, every once in a while we try to do a deep dive. We haven't yeah. done one for a while. It has been a while. But I am actually looking forward to diving into one today. So yeah. Let's uh, jump right into it. Yeah. I mean, I think I think we're doing like marketing options, right? Yeah. Like as a business owner, as a leader, um, how do you navigate the messiness of all the requests that come in? Or how do I get word out? You know? Yeah. yeah. So I feel like once we start down that road, we're going to be in it. So let's yeah. jump over to it. Here we go. Well, welcome back, Chris. Thanks, Jason. Welcome back. <laughs> Let's talk about these marketing, um, the the marketing and trying to advertise. I mean, I know that we're getting to the year end of 2022, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So these things, and honestly, these things have been on my mind for a while. And I, I don't right. know about you, but I have a tendency to get a lot of phone calls. Um, it seems like towards the end of the year and mm-hmm. maybe, and then usually... 
I'm usually out of budget for advertising by the year end. Right. And then, but I also seem to get a lot of that at the beginning of the year because right. they're like, oh, you got a new budget got a for new the budget. year. Let's go. And they're like, oh, what's your budget? And then they were like, right. oh, what do we, you know, that kind of stuff. So, right. um, so I'm glad we're talking about this because in preparation for 2023, I think these are things that we need to be talking about. Yeah. And, you know, let's, let's talk about some life lessons that some of the things that yeah, you've I mean, used that have, have been helpful. Right. I mean, I think some of the tension for me in talking about this is that, like, I've got I've got my plans, mm-hmm. right? Or I've got my unknown plans of, I really need to promote this or get this word out. Right. I don't know how to do it the best, right? right? right. Um, or I've got a plan of, yeah, I know I'm going to go this route. And then somebody calls or somebody says, hey, can you, um, you know, do you want to put your business or your nonprofit on the calendar for our, you know, our, our fundraiser at the school, you know, (laughs) you know, buy t-shirts for the baseball team or, you know, you know, and so, um, it really just, it, it's easy to create, um, confusion of what my, my marketing dollars are limited. So, right. They too are. And as a small business owner, I don't know any business owners that are, you know, of smaller size that have an abundance amount of money that they can throw at advertising and not know that it's being effective. Cause like, right. This mm-hmm. is one of those things, like, I feel like it's almost like a borderline black hole. Yeah. Like, you kind of yeah. throw money in it, and you don't know what your return is. Like. Right. And I would say, uh, we'll talk about this later on, but I think there's probably three categories, mm-hmm. okay, um, in that black hole of marketing. Right. And some, ha- there's pros and cons, right? right? You have your print world, mm-hmm. and it's probably easier to measure the return on that. Because you can put a coupon on it, or you can put some type of oh, yes. reference this, you know, For bring sure. this in, or you know, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You can probably measure that easier. Mm-hmm. It's harder, you know. The next area is digital, web or social. You know, it's. I think that's a little harder to because it's just analytics and you're just numbers. You don't know exactly <coughs> who you're hitting. You know, your website traffic could be off the chart, but right, you don't know if it's directly from it's that from Trinidad and Tobago for all you know. Right, you know? right. <laughs> you know, it's coming from other continents. You're like, I don't have. There's no way I can serve co- customers. Right. Over, you know, and so weird things happen like that. And so you don't know exactly. You know, email open rates. Right. I think average around twenty five percent. Oh, is it really? Yeah, you send out a hundred emails and twenty five people open them. Really? You know, I mean, they're hard to measure. Uh-huh. You know, because um, my mom's on the list. Right. I'm pretty sure she's one of my open. So yeah. right. is that helping? You know, right. um, and then the third area is like word of mouth. Mm-hmm. And I and I believe that this is the most effective. Mm-hmm. Right. You right. know, um, the best billboard is a, you know, somebody who's sharing about you. So, right. you know, let's <clears throat> run with that. But um, how do you, you can't pay people to do that? <laughs> you know, right. You know, how can do you, you get that to can happen? You tell people right? we did a good job. Yeah. And so, you know, those are the categories that we kind of wade through and, mm-hmm. and then we get people calling and making requests of us. And we're like, I, 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 right. I don't know. I don't know what, I, what am I trying to accomplish? Right. You know? Yeah. And I mean, I, I struggled early on. Like, I think that in my business, like, you know, we, we can talk about the ROI too, you know, but I think the other thing that I also, need to throw in there as part of this is like, um, like, are you trying to build a brand or are you just trying to send out a special? Like, you know, like, exactly. so, so some of these businesses are just trying to throw a coupon out there right. and trying to drum up some new business or right. something like that. Right. And so it's just like, um, or is, is, is it a longer term game? 
for some of these businesses that are planning on being around for a while. Right, right. I think everybody plans to be around well, for a yeah, while. Well, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I, mean that, I guess I didn't mean it that way. I know what you mean. But yeah. Sometimes you advertise the long game or the short game. Right. 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 Um, yeah, I think, you know, like you said, I think the biggest question is what's our return on investment? Right. That if I'm going to invest time and energy and money into this marketing blitz or whatever, right? Right. Is it going to work? Is it going to bring, is it going to have a return? Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think we have to understand how we measure that, which is what you're, you know, starting to touch on is what, what, what's my outcome? Mm -hmm. Am I playing a long game? Am I playing a short game? Um, am I looking for more customers and clients? Is that my, am I trying to drum up new people or am I trying to offer a special or, you know, bring existing customers in? Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Um, you know, or am I just trying to get an understanding of who I am? Brand awareness, right? brand recognition. You know, that's um, that's where we're at with the, the uncommons. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not necessarily trying to get customers to come in because we don't have a building yet. Right. <laughs> then there's that. But we're just trying to get the community to understand that, hey, we're here mm -hmm. and we have big dreams. We have big plans mm -hmm. and just be aware. Right. right. And so um, sometimes it's about goodwill in the community. Right. You know, I talked to one business owner that um, their kids' little league team wanted to, you know, we'll put your logo on the back of our T-shirts, you know, mm -hmm. our uniform shirts, right? Right. And, like, I don't know who I'm going to – it's not my target audience. Right. And then we talked about, you know, well, it could be a goodwill for the team, but, you know, who knows anybody on that team, right. next-door neighbor or aunt or, you know, is in the target audience. Mm -hmm. So then you're doing goodwill for word of mouth. You know, it's kind of a – it's an interesting game sometimes. It is. And, you I, know. you know, to your point, uh, we recently, um, they kind of, the, they were, I think they were in the wrong order. But we did get a job at a local school, and we did um, advertise in their, into a little running event that they had. Yeah. And it was just, a, it was a neat opportunity. I mean, yeah. I'm super excited my kids are no longer in that school, but I'm super excited about the school and the and the administration that's there. Absolutely. So it was great to support them. Yeah. Um, and so I, I thought it was an act of goodwill. I just that was my goal. But we did end up getting um, noticed as well as getting some work from that particular school as well. Right. Right. So which is was cool. <clears throat> yeah. And I and I think that um, you know if we're talking about your target audience, right? Mm -hmm. Would that have been as successful? in a school that you had not had a history with or a relationship with. Yeah. You know, if it was a school across town in another school district, you know, are you, are you reaching into a, a demographic that maybe has never heard of you? Right. And so there it's brand awareness. Right. And in this school, it was, Hey, I developed some new clients out of this. Right. You know? Yeah. Then I, and you goes going, going back to that ROI. Like, I think that it would have been hard to know that, going into a demographic I didn't know versus the demographic I know, mm -hmm. um, trying to know if there was a, there was a return on investment on that and the other in the demographic I don't know right. versus the one I'm working with. Right. Right. So, yeah, hundred percent. And so I think, um, I think we have to sit down before we even consider the options. Right. I think we have to sit down and decide what do we want out of this? Mm -hmm. What's our goal? Mm -hmm. You know, what do we need most out of our marketing today? Right. And, you know, because... Because, um, I mean, if you're, if you're in a... I mean, we've talked about this before. If you're in a franchise and you're buying a franchise for Subway, like, mm -hmm. they have brand awareness. Right. 
Right. You just need to make sure you're connected to your local community if that's, you know, that's your area. Because right. that's truly the people you're trying mm-hmm. to serve, right? Right. Is the people that are close to your store. Mm-hmm. Because you're not trying to serve people in Alaska and be in Indiana, right? You know, right. it's just not going right. to happen. And most small businesses here, unless you're an online business, you're not really going to serve the demographic of the mm-hmm. whole of the United States, right? Right. So you're trying right. to reach your closest mm-hmm. pocket of people and then work your way out a little bit. And depending on, and more than likely, uh, like you were saying, <coughs> trying to figure out where you want, what you want, you know, how far out do you want to go from your spot? Right. You know, how far, you know, how far are you willing to travel mm-hmm. or do you think people are willing to travel to you? Right. To use your service. Right. These yeah. are all like, I mm-hmm. think, questions that are really work into how do you want to use your advertising dollars? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we've, we've got to define that demographic and the psychographic. Mm-hmm. Um, and if, you know, if, like you were saying, geography, location, um, um, you know, income, mm-hmm. you know, uh, stage of life, you know, if you're, if you're offering very specific product and services to a specific stage of life, how do you, how do you reach that group? Right. right? You know, if, if you're a luxury brand, what demographic are you reaching out to, you know, right. and things like that. And so we have to think through those things of, you know, where, where is your customer? You know, a lot of people recommend doing like the, your avatar, your customer avatar, right? Okay. You know, of, uh, of naming um, uh, Stillwater Sally, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Um, you know, or, um, you know, we had a Justin and Lindsay in one of my organizations of who, who are we trying to reach and trying to understand, but you know, you walk a mile in their shoes. Right. You know, and understand exactly. where they're at, what they're going through. How does your product affect them and help them help their lives to be better? Right. Right. And when you do that, you have a better picture of, oh, well, here's how... Here, here's here's where I need to market. Right. Here's how I need this to market. This is how I'm going yeah. to reach those people. Yeah. Like the like the baseball team example, right? It's a um, it's a service specifically di- designed for uh, largely elderly. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you know, little league baseball teams kind of like that doesn't feel direct. Right. But then you start thinking about it, going, well, a lot of grandparents do come to games. Yep. Right. They do. And when you're talking about elder care, mm-hmm. then you are also thinking, well, it's actually the the kids of the elderly that are who often are doing the care making the decisions and they're the ones with the kids on the team. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, and so you start seeing those side doors into the target audience you're looking for. Yeah. That's know? good. And so, um, you start seeing the value and, and think of ways to, to do that. So, mm-hmm. um, but again, like we were talking about before we hit record of how do we find time to think about these things? Right. Right. <laughs> well, and I mean, I mean, we're, yeah, like you said, it's there's so many things going on. Like, but you definitely have to be intentional with this because I feel like, and we said this, like, it can be a black marketing can be a black hole of just yeah. dumping money into something that you don't always feel like. I mean, I felt like that. Mm-hmm. I felt like that with one of my businesses when I was investing into some marketing dollars. And yeah, it's like, oh my goodness. And I mean, with social media, like. <clears throat> I know, like for Facebook and stuff like that, for marketing on that. Right. They give you ballpark demographics. Hey, how far are you trying to be away from your office of where you're you're doing business? And what's your age demographic? Mm -hmm. And they can hone in on some more of that stuff. Absolutely. Um, So it's a little bit more intentional. Mm -hmm. Um, But, I mean, I'm sure for some situations it's not effective. 
Right. And for some situations, I'm sure it's knock it out of the park. Right. So it's you, you got to yeah. find out where you're at with that. Right. And I think a lot of it comes into just our knowledge of the different mechanisms and vehicles that we can use for marketing. Totally. Um, and know that as a as an owner, as a leader, you don't you don't have to know them. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's not your job to know the ins and outs, but it is your job to find someone who does. Right. You know, and so it, there, there's no shame in asking around going, how do you use social media? Right. How do you use print? How do you do, you know, and, um, you know, you kind of have to think through the, yeah, the impact that you think you're going to be able to achieve through your marketing mm-hmm. based on um, what do you want out of it? Who am I shooting for? Mm-hmm. Where are they? How do they live? And then, you know, I think one of the steps that we also need to, to take is, you know, where's our budget? Like you were saying earlier, you know, right. we're rolling into the year where we probably have new budgets for the year and things like that. And there'll be plenty of people that'll want to call you and stretch your budget for you. Like, right, right. Like their whole goal is to call you to make sure to try to lure you in right. to using your dollars for them so that they can get their right. job done. You know right. what I mean? I mean, yeah. I don't think they're, I don't think they're ill-intentioned. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Don't take that wrong. But at some time, you know, but at some le- level, they're calling you. They have a job to do. Like, right. Right. Yeah. And, and I think we need to think through the cost in a couple of different directions in terms of what does it cost? Like, what's the what's the potential audience? Right. You know, of, um, hey, for $100, we'll get you before 100 people. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a. am using that for easy math because right, I can't do much more per, than that. For a person. <laughs> Right. You know, is, is it worth a dollar a person? Mm-hmm. Are you like, yeah, I would spend a buck on every person that's going to be at this event or in this t- target, you know, that's going to receive this mailer or blah, blah, blah. Right. Mm-hmm. To that's worth a dollar. Right. You know, um, and they all cost different. Right. Right. Digital is kind of known for being cheaper per cheaper per view per mm-hmm. click. Right. Right. Um, print is a little bit higher, mm-hmm. you know, in person's even probably even higher. Right. Right. So what do you, you know, What's it worth to you? Right. How many people do you want to reach? Mm-hmm. You know, if it's a dollar a person and you want to reach 10,000 people, ouch. Right. That's a lot <laughs> you of know? money. And so let's find ways that reach 10,000 for cheaper, you know? Yeah. Um, but then the other is, you know, out of, say, the 100 people that you just paid $100 for, 10 take action. So now it was $10 a lead. Does that make sense? Right. Totally. And is that worth... <coughs> The business that you're generating, right? If it's for a twelve dollar product, eh, probably not, right? Or even <laughs> right. if it's a fifty dollar product, I mean, like, right. if your profit margins aren't there, exactly, then ten dollars is expensive. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, and I'm not saying and every business is different, right? So, right. like, obviously, you have to work that into your numbers to make sure that exactly. you can justify those numbers. Right. And so, I think if we think, you know, cost per view of that marketing object, whatever that is, right? Mm-hmm and the cost of each conversion. And if those right. costs equal out to go, yeah, that that makes sense to me, mm-hmm. then that's a great option. Right. Right? And so I think that's a big one. And, you know, then we go back to the three categories of print, digital, and word of mouth. Right. Right. Um, I mean, what, what are some of the print options you've done in the past or you've seen? You know, um, the print options have probably been on T-shirts like we talked about earlier. Um, yeah. Uh, I've done, I haven't done it, but I've looked at it. Um, the whole mailers, you know, how those coupon mailers come out. Oh yeah. You oh, know, like the Val pack the Val and, packs and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Uh-huh. Like 
I've seen those. And then there's always like we have a magazine that floats around here in Mm -hmm. this township that, you know, seems to be um, for this focused on this area. So I've thought about doing that. Mm -hmm. It's it's a it's it's more of a printable thing. Right. Um, Yeah. I mean, you can get it, you know, for like example, you can get in the Val pack. Fairly reasonable cost, right. right? Yeah, but you're one of a pack like of fifty, right? Okay. Yeah, it's like it's a so, thick thing. Yeah, and so it's you like, have to compete with the noise of what you're getting into, right. but it's cheaper right. than just printing your own postcard, doing a direct mail, right? right? Yes. So that costs more, but you're the only one going. In, hopefully that day, right? That's going into <laughs> you the might mailbox. get three or four, you know. Right. We, that's why we all have recycle bins, uh, right? <laughs> well, and that's I mean that's true too, like. Snail mail is one of those things that how many people pay attention to? Right. Unless it's a bill, how many things do you look at? Right. right. If you had a stack of mail that came in, I don't know if you do this or not, but I always forget to get it. So then by the time I go out and get it, <clears throat> I walk by the trash can on the way in. Yeah. And half of it goes in the trash. Yeah. Because it, I don't want to deal with it inside the house. Yeah. You sort it before you even hit the doorway. Yeah. It's yeah. like... And like, and so if it's an advertisement, nine out of ten mm-hmm. times it goes in the trash. Because, I mean, most of the, it's funny because I focus on word of mouth, right? And I, well, I know we'll get there in a minute, but it's like, so that advertising doesn't really hit home for me, right? The the, the right. printed advertising, yeah. Like I think it has its place. I mean, so like, would you consider a van to be a printed advertising, like a, a yeah. wrap, a car wrap? Sure. Now, see, I would say that those are phenomenal. Right. I love those. Right. Like, we have had so many comments um, with our vans mm-hmm. and the wraps that are on our vans. I love our wraps. Right. Because when it's sitting outside of somebody's home and you're doing a renovation there, mm-hmm. that's it's parked there for maybe multiple days. Right. 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 So all the neighbors know that, you know, good old Joe and Sally are you know, getting their home worked on. Right. Right. And well, they must have trusted you. So that's a trusted partner now in our neighborhood. Right. Yeah. And I mean, that being said, there's also signs, yard signs. Yeah. They're cheap. Yeah. If you buy them right, I think you can get, well, they've gotten a little bit more expensive. So they can mm-hmm. be anywhere from 10 to $20 a piece, depending on how intense you want to get on it. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. But that stays in their yard after mm-hmm. you leave. Right. And becomes its own little billboard for the neighborhood. Yeah. And I know we've gotten work from those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's door hangers, business cards, and brochures, and, you know, you buy space in the football program that right. goes out on Friday nights, you know, yeah. or, um, or even in the the arena of the football arena, like in the, yeah. the high school, collegiate, I mean, even all the way up to NFL. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. you can be in any one of those spaces with the deep. You know, depending on where your budget's right, at. Right. I remember in high school, um, somebody put out um, like a twelve-month calendar where you you have one big month, you know, at a time, mm-hmm. um, and you always you always have a picture on it, right? Right. Well, they would design them for the businesses where the business was supporting a specific athlete on one of the varsity teams. Oh. And so you'd go around to businesses and restaurants all over town. And you'd see, oh, Chris Wood, there he is in his football uniform. And, you know, did you play football? I did not. Okay. What were you? Um, I worked through. through you worked. Life. Yeah. <laughs> your, I didn't uh, have time for it. Well, I, I, I in your burger flipping uniform. Is right. That right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. You know, and so I knew exactly where my poster was, you know, and, um, you know, every year I knew oh, cool. where my poster was. I knew where my friends' posters were. 
you know, and so that was kind of a cool way to promote the business, but also promote the school by doing it. Right. But the business was paying the advertising space. And oh, that's You neat. see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so there's some there's some creative ways about that. Right. You know, that are kind of cool. But huh. um, yeah, so there's tons and tons of print options right. out there. Um, well, and I think that, you know, if you're going to do the print option, I think the other thing that I've noticed, I've listened to a couple podcasts on this and too, is like, if you do that, come up with a catchy slogan. Like right. something that's gonna like even if you or if you send a, like a, a little present with it to so uh-huh. I've heard of some people sending some different things and right it goes along with your business model but it's like but it's kind of corny or something like neat right like it catches your eye and right. or it gives you a good chuckle like yeah I was like oh that's ingenious and like right. I have yet to come up with anything on my own yet but like I just it's those things that I think that. Throw, that help the print become more alive. Right. If that makes right. sense. Right. I mean, there's tons of people doing color psychology and, <clears throat> you know, graphic design. I mean, every year there's graphic design trends that shift and move because everything gets old. Right. Right. You know, 80s people, retro is cool again. You yeah. Know? And people and get so, used to it. And once the moment they get used to it, they don't, they don't yeah, pay attention to it. Yeah. Yeah. And so then there's the calls that you get for, you know, hey, we can make sure your website is on the first page of Google. Right. Or we'll list you in this Google directory, analytics. which is, you know, gets this many searches a month and blah, 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 you right. know. Yeah. And, you know, and they, you know, some of the digital marketers can really speak a language and spin you in circles. Totally. That totally sound good. Especially for a guy who doesn't understand it all. Right. 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 I mean, like, um, you know, at the uh, one of the organizations I work with um, is a nonprofit. We get a bill every year for a domain registry protection service. Oh, really? It's an advertisement that's designed to look like an invoice, like we ordered that. Oh. Yes. Like, do 30 days from receipt kind of thing. Yes. And it ticks me off every time I see it. Every year. Right. I mean, like, I can't tell you the name of it now because I don't know, but as soon as I see the return address on the envelope yeah. i'm like oh no, no, no. right <laughs> i go i go a little ballistic going this is cheap mm-hmm. this is a low blow and it mm-hmm. infuriates me you know I, well and i don't know if you've gotten them for any of your businesses but like i always get them too when um uh, for the um when you have to post the employee um oh shoot what are they called the regulations and stuff like the the expectations regulations thing. Oh, okay, like, yeah. Um, I yeah. can't think of the name of it, but I always always get. I'm like, what? The state is sending me this or something like that. But yeah. like, you have to have them posted right at your job or at your place of employment. But they 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 do. They make it act like it's a mandatory thing that. Yeah. Which it's. I mean, I get it. It's mandatory, but like. They make it sound like this is from the state. You need to have you have to exactly. pay this. Exactly. Like, exactly. It's totally that undermined. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna get the work because I'm gonna make it look like this is something from the state, and if you right. don't pay it, you're going to jail. Right. Kind of thing. Like, so I think a lot of us then prefer to do print because we're scared <laughs> of the digital. You know, because right. there's a lot of people. I think that's more, um, uh, more. Uh, Frequent in the digital world. Yes. You know, 100%. So, um, so how do we, you know, how do you lean into things in the digital world? You know, because everybody's yeah. like, you got to have a, a website. You got to have, a, you know, a kick in social media presence. You got to have this. You got to have that. You got to like, SEO. You got to, you know. Yeah. Um, and all those things, like the expectation is, is you don't really have a business unless you have those. 
Right. Right. I mean, right. like, you're like, oh, you have you don't have a website. You don't even start your business until you have a website. Right. Because if you don't have a website, you don't have a business. Right. <laughs> right. But I know people who still look for the yellow pages. They don't. They're not going to go uh, to Google. Yeah. Right. You know. For sure. Yet, you know, someone like me, I'm going to Google it first. Right. You know, I'm, I'm going to go to your website. Mm-hmm. And so that is critical for me, but not for somebody else. Right. You know. And so I, and one of the things that we're learning with social media is because you can have a really, uh, it's cheap, right? Right. If you, you know, you post a couple times a week right. on Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn or, you know, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. If you post a couple times a week, that's instant marketing. Right. And all you had to do is click your camera and write a few words. Right. <laughs> right. Um, but what about all the stories and shorts and reels and yeah. Right. Well, now you're like, well, I just don't want to deal with that. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to, I've got my, I've got my Facebook feed. Right. Right. Or I've got this. Right. And what, one of the things that I'm seeing very, very plainly in a lot of the things that we're doing right now with mm-hmm. a couple of the directions we're going is that if we're posting just on our feed, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, like I know you do a good job on LinkedIn of like, here's the latest bathroom remodel that yeah. we did. Right. Um, that goes out and you're, 200 or whatever followers see that post, right? Right, But like on Instagram, if you do the reel, I think it's the reels. I, I mix up the names all the no, time. All of them. They should just call it all the same thing, but right, we'll, we'll live with that later. Um, that if you do the, you know, the story or the reel or, you know, the, the short term thing, mm-hmm. um, that gets blasted out to people you don't know. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. And so like, um, you know, we've we've kind of been tracking this with the church that one of the one of the posts might hit. And we could probably average in two to five hundred views on a reel on Instagram. Okay, and we're like, okay, that's yeah, okay, you know, not bad. Right. Um, but every once in a while, we'll get one that's like seventeen hundred or twenty three hundred. Yeah, they just shoot through the roof, and we don't know what why which one or that. But, right. You know, because the right person watched it, and that gets. The algorithm sends it on to the next person and the next, right? Right. Why one blows up more than another, who knows? That's interesting. Right? But, um, yeah, it's really fascinating to see that. And so what we're clearly seeing is you put that same clip on your feed, like we're doing 30-second videos. Mm-hmm. You put that same clip on your feed, and your customers, your audience, will see that. You put that on the reel or the shorts or the stories, and people other than your customers begin to see it. Really? And so going back to what's your outcome, are you looking for new customers mm-hmm. or are you trying to get a special deal out to existing customers? Huh. Does that make sense? Yeah. Totally. So where do you post that? How do you do that? Right. Right. That's one of the things that's been really clear to us lately is like, Oh, you know, we're with the uncommons. We're trying to build brand awareness. Just, mm-hmm. Hey, we're here. Right. If we keep posting to the same, say, 50 people that we had at one point, right. how many people see that? Maybe 53, because three people out of the 50 like it, and then got, a few more people like it. You see it, got, you know. Mm-hmm. But if you post to the, the stories or the shorts, right, then we're getting like four and 500 views on it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And so, so many more new people are seeing it through the mechanism that we use. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And so we've had to learn. I mean, it's a learning curve. Right. You know, how do we... How I do feel we, like that. How do we create content for this avenue versus this avenue? Right. You know, videos better than photo. You know, blah, blah, blah. Right. right. Um, but yeah, I mean, finding somebody that you're like, hey, what works well? What's... 
And, you know, kind of like what we've learned about building a business. Mm-hmm. Some people build it from enormous amounts of detail. Yeah. And then they launch. Right. Others launch and then build in the enormous amounts of detail. Right. And they're both successful, right? Yes. And so your business, you need to market within your characteristics, I think. Yeah, I agree. I think that's, that's good. I think that's where we're going is that yeah. um, don't feel pressured that if you're like, I have no clue how that world works, and I don't know anybody that knows about that world. Right. You know, I don't right. even know how to create door hangers. And if I got door hangers, what, what would, I do, would I do with them? Right. Does that mean I have to walk every street? <laughs> right. You know, um, you know what? You know, market to who you are, your character, right. your personality, where your people are. <laughs> right. You know, if your target audience isn't online, then don't. Yeah. And if you're marketing to 19 to 21 year olds, don't do it on Facebook. Right. <laughs> for <know>? sure. <laughs> For sure. Unless it's in Facebook Marketplace and you're trying to sell a motorcycle. And right. then my son's like, oh, I see it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Then we're all playing on there. Right. You know, and so I think we have to think through those things. Yeah, um, I agree. I mean, well, it's it's a hard la- world. The last one is the word of mouth, which yeah. I think this is a, you know, this is a big one. This one's I've used a lot. Um, and I've, okay. I probably, um, in my strategic platform for my business, like, my expectations were that I was going for the long game and trying to create brand awareness. And then, but word of mouth definitely became the key to that success of trying to move that forward so that I wasn't just dumping a whole bunch of money in advertising everywhere and anywhere. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the, the wraps on the vans and then the yard signs and we did well with those. Yeah. And then and there was a couple things I tried that I didn't do well with. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then it definitely became word of mouth um, right. for people right. that knew us or people that knew uh, we had done jobs for that we didn't know were, mm-hmm. were ranting and raving about us. So we were huge thankful for that. Right. And that made a difference for us. Right. So I think word of mouth is one of those ones that's, you know, um, everybody always worries that you're going to get blasted on social media. But I think, you know, it used to be social media. Uh, it, it, it didn't look like social media way back in the day, but it was still word of mouth, you yeah. know? Yeah. So they, they kind of go hand in hand a little bit. Yeah, I think so. And, you know, this is where your customer service comes into play. Right. That when somebody goes, you know, I need to, I need to, you know, remodel my kitchen. And somebody goes, oh, my goodness. And Chris's company took care of us. Yeah. You know, uh, your customer service, your quality, your value that you bring to the table, you know, that uh, that helps creates fans. Mm-hmm. You know, that's... For sure. Uh, that's a huge thing. Yep. And, um, you know, and there's things you can do to kind of help that along. Like right. you can provide incentives like, you know, $100 off your next, your next purchase if you refer a customer. Or, right. you know, um, you know, you can, you can do things that, that people, you know, from yard signs to right. T-shirts to, you know. And, I mean, I just got sat down with another business owner who um, was giving referrals out to, her customers to recruit more people that that her customers knew. Yeah. So she was trying mm-hmm. to recruit me. Um, that it was a product that, that I could use for my business, um, and was trying to recruit us to use their product. Um, it was a operating software or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, a colleague of mine um, got a referral, um, even though I didn't go with it. Didn't work. It wasn't good. Right. For, good fit for us. Right. But he got a referral for, from being able to put us together and trying mm-hmm. to figure out if that would work. Right. Right. 
So there's always things like that. Yeah. I mean, the personal recommendation is really the hugest vote. Hugest? Most huge? The biggest? The most incredible vote of confidence. Big year, bingo. (laughs) In your business, right? (laughs) Um, And they can use good grammar or bad grammar. It doesn't matter. Right, it doesn't matter. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I mean, if you can create fans, and I know there's books on this, there's podcasts on this. Oh, there's so much information out there. About how to build fans of your business, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, But I think it comes down to the heart of what we talk about here on the podcast. Right. Are you fighting for the highest good of others? I completely agree. And as a business, if you're doing that, mm-hmm. people will notice, people will recognize that and go, you know what, I want to I want to keep my business there. Or right. I'm going to tell others about this because, yeah, it's, and it's, it's off the chart. The crazy part is, I think, and I think you and I have talked about this too, Jason, is that it's not easy, but keep going. Keep, keep yes. fighting for that good. Because yes. the, yeah, these things... Are, are helping hands to that, but truly that is mm-hmm. the thing that helps, I think, right. a lot of businesses launch to the next level. Like, it's not a... I don't know that you can see it right away, but it's definitely, right. the th- I think, the thing that, that takes your business to the next level. Yeah. Yeah, I think, like you said, staying the course. Stay the course. Pick a path yes. and stick to it. Yes. Th- th- there is right. a long game to marketing, um, and, you know, it might take three or four times before you... Is that what people have to hear something seven times before they remember it, right? Right. Or whatever. Um, you know, another thing that might be good. Mm-hmm. You know, not you know, we talked about find somebody who knows about the channel, right? Mm-hmm. So find somebody who does social media really well and how they use it, right? Right. Why not just talk to some of your current customers, some of the people you know well that have mm-hmm. used your service or product, right? And say, hey, when you get that direct mail postcard or you get the Valpac, yep. What do you if you look through those? What are you looking for? Because I was just thinking that the Valpac, I would probably, I'm looking for a deal. I'm looking for mm-hmm. something cheap. That's true. You know? Um, but the postcard, I would think maybe that's a little more quality. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, you know? How but then I would go research it anyway. That. Right. <laughs> so I would ask people how, you know, <laughs> when you see this on social media or you see this on your door or on your mailbox or, you know, in your kid's school program or, you know, how does that affect you? Right. If somebody's wearing a T-shirt, or you see my guys sitting at Wendy's eating lunch right. during the workday, and they've got their Stillwater shirts on, how does that communicate about your company to those that are in the restaurant that day? You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, talking through those things with people who are the recipients of the marketing, how they respond will help you as well. Yeah, that's you know? a great so. idea. So, all right. So all that's well and good, right? Right. Now you've decided. Okay, this is the direction I'm gonna go. This okay. is how much I'm paying. This yep. is who I'm going with. This is, you know, blah, blah, blah. I've made all these decisions. Right. What do I put on it, Chris? Oh. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You got to cover the five W's and the how, right? Yep. Who, what, when, where, why, mm-hmm. and how. I mean, yeah. I get frustrated when I see an event being advertised, or you get an email and say, attend this webinar and blah, 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 and the date and time are not on it. It drives oh, me crazy. That is frustrating. And I think they're trying to create clicks that you click through to their website. Oh, that makes sense. Just give me the... Stinking date. Yeah. <laughs> just tell me, you know. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, who is this for? Right. You know, does your marketing clearly define, okay, this is for the, you know, the the 23-year-old college student, right. or this is for the... Well, know, it goes back to your avatar thing. Yeah. Like... Create your avatar. Right. Like create that Design person. Design it toward that, that person. That you're, Absolutely. Like you're shooting for. Right. Yep. What are you wanting them to consider? 
Right. What are you offering? What do you want them to think about? Mm-hmm. What do you want them to process? Um, why would they want it? Right. And yeah, what, what what difference? Where do they get it? How do they get it? You know, yeah. when you know all those things. But I think the question that we often miss is that why. That we're real quick to say, um, uh, what? Let, let's pick a let's pick an example. What's a good? Um, yeah. Why would, why would, I'm a burger place. Yeah, why would we go to Dairy Queen over Wendy's? Right. Okay. Why Why would I do that? Right? Yeah. Um, you know, we talk about here's how you get it. Here's what we do. You know, we, we have the freshest ingredients. We right. have, well, you know, we, we fly in our <clears throat> beef from the moon. You know? Right. <laughs> Whatever that is, right, that's the what you do. Mm-hmm. But why do people care? Why do people care? What difference does it make in their life? And why should they care about your advertising and your, pro- and your uh, product or right. service, right? right? I think one of my favorites that I saw when I was thinking through, um, there's a great book by Donald Miller um, called Story Brand. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot, oh, of, yeah. lot, of, um, a lot of study, even outside of Donald Miller's organization and such, about how people connect to story. Yes. And that's huge. I mean, if you go back and listen to... Uh, the interview with Bo Jackson, he talks about story and yep. how that thread impacts people's lives, right? Um, you know, if you think about the story of their life and how that impacts them, that when I was first kind of going through all this, I was driving down the highway <laughs> toward downtown, right? and I see a billboard, which I don't consider the best source of advertising for myself. Right. You know, I don't pay a whole lot of attention. Tell you um, your face is on there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I hope it's not. Um but here's a billboard for a dry cleaner, again, oh. of which I don't really use. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but all it said was the name of the dry cleaner. Okay. Okay. Had a picture of like a really well-pressed dress shirt. Okay. And then the only other wording on there, I think their phone number was on there, you know, how to, their call to action. Make sure that's on your marketing. You got to have a call to action, right? Yeah. People don't know what to do with it. Yep. They're not sure. going to do anything. Right. Um, but then the only other wording on the billboard was so that you can do whatever the heck you want to do this weekend. Oh. And I was like, that's, we, oh, that's genius. Right. We'll take care of your cleaning and pressing of your business, you know, so that you can invest in your family this weekend, or you can go play in the mountains, or you can go to the lake. That's brilliant. Right. (laughs) Love that. This is the why. Why should you use a dry cleaner? Because it's clean. Because they use biodegradable chemicals, right. because they have the sharpest creases. I no, no it's because they we take time. Yeah, for the time. Right, it's huge. So, what are you appealing to in your customers? Yep, and talk through their why. Love if you're that. a luxury brand, you're going to talk to like uh, sense of worth or right. image or look or appeal, right? Yeah. If you're a you know if you're a service of you know we bring the safest environment or we you know this is how. Um, you know, I kind of like your tagline, honestly. Oh, do you really? Stillwater, I do. Yeah. I do. That we yours is we take the chaos out of your home renovations. Yeah. So it's not we do the straightest forty-five degree angle trim work. No. <laughs> you know, it's not that. It's we take the chaos out of your world when you get your home renovated. Right. We'll take the stress. We'll, we'll shoulder it. that. Right. Not you. We're going to try and deflect as much of that off of you as we can. Right. That's what you do for your customer. Yeah. You know, That's yes, exactly right. we do tile. Yes, we do electrical. 
yes, we do, blah, 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 blah. But that's not what your marketing has to be about. Right. No. And so um, thinking through that why. What is the real benefit that you're trying to bring to your audience, to your people? Love it. We've gone over a lot of information today. We have. And so I think the hard part, again, that we'll circle back to is not picking or developing. It's taking time to think about it. Yes. Be intentional with Mm -hmm. this. Yeah. Be intentional with your plan for next year for 2023. Yeah. Take some time. Sit aside. Carve it out. Protect it. Mm -hmm. That's good. Love that. Yeah. Wow. Well, um, that was a lot. Like I said, that was a lot of information. So we kind of started outlining some of this and I was like, this, oh, this will go by quick. Yeah. Well, and and then if you touch into the brands and stuff like that, like branding and like, there's so much information there, but well, we'll, we'll stick with the, we'll stick with the, uh, information on the, on the, on the advertising stuff. So yeah. Hope you enjoyed today. Uh, We really do enjoy diving into some of these topics because there's a lot of good information out there. It's a lot of things to consider. Like, and, uh, I want to send a shout out to Andy. He recently reached out to me, um, via email. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, um, he's listening to our podcast. Sweet. So, and I want to thank him for sending us an email and letting us know what's going on and just catching up. It was great to talk with him and I look forward to catch up with him again. Uh, right at on. Some point. So very cool. Thanks for responding, sending emails and stuff like that. Yep. We always appreciate it. Check out the new website, leading and serving dot com. Yep. And, you uh, send us a message, send us a voicemail. Right. And, and uh, uh, make sure you like and share, subscribe. Absolutely. All that good and, stuff. And, you know, the new thing that we uh, talked about last week on our one-year, you know, happy birthday leading a serving podcast, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> is uh, you can now support us, right? Yes. That we're going to, you know, our intent is to stay ad-free, but if you enjoy the content and you want to just help us bring this to the world. Right. <laughs> you know, there's a button on the website now that, um, yeah, that you can buy us a cup of coffee. and. Yeah. You know, five bucks goes a long way sure into does, helping sure this does. happen. So, and if um, uh, you didn't catch it on the f- beginning, make sure you uh, to the if it comes, we're coming out today. I think this is November sixteenth. It's coming out. That's right. Make sure you show up at the Peace Summit. It is phenomenal. It is less than twenty four hours away, probably when yes. you're listening to this. And we're super excited about it. So and if you didn't listen to this us. on time, well, sorry about you. Sorry about that. Make sure you go check out Jeremy Kubitschek's book called Peace and Mix. That's right. Hey, give us a like, subscribe, shoot us an email, shoot us contact on the contact page. We'd love to hear from you. Yep. And, um, oh, uh, you know, one of these next episodes we'll have to talk about, uh, we got a new review. Oh. Yeah, we got a five-star review. We have to look that up and uh, uh, give a shout-out. Yeah, for sure. We'll see you next time. Sounds good. Thanks. Thanks.